Muddy Nose Brewery in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, has been creating fine craft beer since its founding in 1994. Currently, a brand new facility is being built. The brewery itself is nearly double the size of the 25,000 square foot Portsmouth location and will feature a brewery store, tasting room, and a separate converted farmhouse which will act as a pub-style restaurant. Smutty Nose founder and president Peter Eggleston spoke with us on the phone about his journey into the beer business. I guess if you could start talking a little bit about your time at NYU, any memories that you have of the city at that time or professors you had? Yeah, I moved to New York uh, really for, for probably for three reasons. Uh, one, to uh, to go back to school. I went, I'd sort of been dropping in and out of college uh, out in California and uh, decided I needed to get serious and finish school. So I uh, enrolled at NYU, and so that was really the first reason. The second reason was to to leave California because I had grown up there and was ready to to move on and, you know, find a new home and have new experiences. And the third reason was to move to New York. Um, you know, I, I graduated from NYU in, uh, actually, I think officially in, in January of 81. Um, and, uh, you know, the city was very different in the late 70s than it is today. You know, I, I go back uh, fairly frequently uh, to visit, and in some ways, uh being in New York is a much more enjoyable experience than it than it could have been back then. You know, back then the, the city was struggling financially. Uh, the, the public infrastructure was in terrible condition. You know, riding the subways was uh, <laughs> was quite a different experience than it is today. But um, one of the things that I really uh, liked about attending NYU was the fact that it was so thoroughly integrated into the city. And uh, and I think that's still probably a very important part of the experience students have there. Interestingly, uh, even though I was a, a liberal arts major, I, I ended up majoring in Spanish literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like many of the friends that I made at the time were uh, were urban studies majors. And uh, so I was hanging out with people who had a, a real interest in things like architecture and and urban planning and and things like that. So hanging out with them, I got this amazing education in just just the kind of the history of the city and the and the bones of the city, if you will. And then after graduating, at what point did you decide that you were going to go into the beer business? <laughs> Well, that was, uh, I actually ended up teaching uh, after having a succession of other sort of menial jobs in the city. I ended up uh, kind of happening across a a teaching position, teaching English as a second language, and uh, I ended up getting a permanent job offer at Sarah J. Hale High School, uh, just not far from uh, sort of in between Cobble Hill and Fort Greene, mm-hmm. kind of near the Brooklyn Academy of Music. And uh, right around that time, I left. I dropped it all and I quit. Um, I had an opportunity to join my younger sister and her fiancé at the time in starting a new business. And uh, we, we chose to start it in New England, in Massachusetts, where we had a 
some family roots. Um, they, uh, my sister and Mark came through town in the summer of 86, uh, and they were staying with me in Brooklyn while they were working on, uh, they were doing merchandising for the Jackson Brothers Victory Tour, which was playing at Giant Stadium that week. And uh, we were sitting around my kitchen drinking homebrewed beer because I would picked up homebrewing as a hobby somewhere along the line. And they were telling me about these places they'd seen out on the West Coast that were little bars that had their own built-in breweries and made their own beer. And we got to uh, drinking more beer and talking about it more, and we decided by the end of that night that, by God, we were going to do that ourselves, and we were going to be the first to do it on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, we weren't quite the first, but we were almost the first, um, so in the summer of 1987, we opened our first brew pub in Northampton, Mass., called the Northampton Brewery, uh, which my sister still owns, actually. She'll be celebrating her 27th anniversary there this coming summer. So I've, I've been in the craft beer business, I guess, really pretty much since pretty close to day one. You know, when we opened our doors, uh, there, were, there were about 70 craft breweries in the country. And most of them are on the West Coast. And, of course, today, there, even as we speak, there are over 3,000 of them. And, and can you, for people who don't know, can you sort of just define craft beer? Well, that's a good question. You know, I guess, I guess a good way to start is by sort of framing it in a context. In, 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 in 1987, when we opened our first brew pub, Beer, as it was thought of by most people, was kind of a, it was a commodity. It was beer with a lowercase b. Um, the vast majority of beer sold in this country was a single style. It was a light uh, Pilsner style or American Pilsner style beer. And that's still the case today. Most beer that's sold today is still that same style of beer. Um, the people's sense of beer was it, it really was just a commodity. Beer was beer, and you spelled it with a lowercase b, unless you happened to be someone who'd had an experience either in the military or traveling where you'd gone overseas, and you'd, you'd had beer in, say, Germany or, or England or somewhere like that, where it was, it was different from what we were used to drinking here in this country. Um, small brewers came out of that that kind of environment and uh, you know a lot of what we had to do in the early days we meaning all of us who were who were trying to do something different with beer was we had to convince people that that what we were doing was legitimate it, it was real beer in fact in some ways it was more authentic than the, the beer that was you know that dominated the market at the time right. so Getting back to your question about what is craft beer, the, the trade association, the, the Brewers Association, defines it. Oh, I'm trying to remember exactly how they define it. It, 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 it has several components. It's independently owned. Um, it's using traditional ingredients. Um, and the, the definition is really designed in some ways to kind of box out the big guys mm -hmm. who are – you know, the two biggest brewing concerns in the United States uh, no longer have American ownership. 
you know, Anheuser-Busch is part of a, an international conglomerate, as is Miller slash Coors. So, you know, that's, that's part of the definition is independent ownership, uh, use of traditional ingredients. So beer that's made with, you know, 60% rice or corn uh, can't qualify as craft beer. Um, and these are these definitions are not without controversy. Uh, you know, you can you can look at a product like Blue Moon, which is uh, made by Coors, a division of Coors, mm-hmm. and a lot of industry analysts, especially on the financial side, would call that a craft beer because it meets certain qualifications for for that kind of product. The fact that it's made by, uh, you know, a big international brewer like Coors kind of keeps it out of the the craft beer club as defined by the the Brewers Association. I I think that the more people get interested in exploring the world of beer and, and learning about good beer and all the different manifestations of good beer, if their entry into that world is with a product like Blue Moon or Shop Top or, or one of the others like that, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and that's oftentimes what, what those kind of products serve as, as a kind of a point of entry. Um, I like to say that there are a lot of people out there who really love good beer, but they just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. You bet. For more information on Peter, visit www.smuddynose.com.